Hi everyone, welcome to the Rocks Life podcast. I'm Greg and I am joined today by Mintra Tilly. Uh, Mintra is the, oh, well, I might as well just ask you, you, you're the global race director, right? Yeah, I'm the global race, like I'm the global race director and head of sports. That's okay. Okay, all right, great. So uh, thanks for joining us. Can you, you um, can you just give us a bit of like a, an overview of what your role involves at Hyrox? Yeah, sure. Um, so um, I, uh, I yeah, you had Christian on on uh, the podcast, and um, so Christian is the brain behind it. He had the thought. Uh, so, sorry, I'll, I'll just interrupt you. I, I haven't yet. I've had Mo. Oh, you hadn't. I'm so sorry. That's all right. I've had Mo. <laughs> I thought. Okay, Mo. But okay, so so Mo's also a co-founder, but uh, Christian is the the brain behind it. He like he had the vision, the idea of like you know combining running with functional uh, movement somehow, and then he approached me, and then I I designed the race. So um so so that's kind of like what I what 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 I did in the beginning was testing it and retesting, and then obviously you know writing the rule book and stuff, and then that role of the a sports director or global race director kind of evolved through that. So basically all things sports is, um, is me. And, um, except for the PFD, I get that that's credit to Jacob. That's his baby, but like everything else, in, uh, like in regards to the race itself and the setups and the, you know, rankings and stuff, that's, that's what I do. Okay, great. So, yeah. so you're responsible for 80 minutes of burpee broad, burpee broad jumps and things like that, right? <laughs> yes unfortunately yes or yeah okay all right all right so um I, i'm interested to know i i kind of asked mo this when we when we talked it, like you designed the race as we see it um do you regret anything that, that that you put in there would you change anything now um <clears throat> no honestly i i uh i think it, it all like played out pretty well um i'm always amazed when I go to different cities or countries and I see like you know thousands of people like when I'm in the race I get still get goosebumps like seeing all these people doing all these exercises and and like actually seeing that they like it they might not enjoy during but like definitely after and before excitement so I think that's it all played out very well the only thing that's kind of I want to say exchangeable um or not so exciting or whatever you want to call it, but it does also play its role in the, in the bigger picture. Um, I would say is the farmer's carry, but, um, but then if I think about it, I don't know what I would, would have taken to, you know, to, to replace that exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Funnily enough, that's what Mo said as well, actually the farmer's carry. I see. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I've, I, I mentioned this at the time as well, but when I've looked at some of the data, it's actually quite predictive of someone's overall performance in the race like how well they do on the farmer's carry even though it's like a relatively short um you know exercise in terms of oh, time is it? yeah yeah surprisingly so actually oh that's uh, interesting i because yeah. i because I, I i am like in the early days we had like some like some students look into it and like do like a little analysis of the of the race and they actually their conclusion was that the farmer's carry um didn't matter you know it kind of like whether like because so that's interesting yeah yeah, I mean, maybe it's only That's like better. the races, races that I've looked at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I looked oh, at yeah. like some some of the elite races and some of the races this season. It's not like the predictor in all cases, but it's it's higher up than you might imagine. So yeah, oh, anyway. Interesting. All right. So in your in your role at the moment, and obviously you're growing quickly, and that comes with its own challenges. But what 
what would you say are the main challenges in your role at the moment that that that, that you're, you're facing, you're struggling with, or what are your main goals from where we are at the moment? Um, I think there's there's two um, aspects to it. So like personally, I um my biggest challenge is that um we you know we me or Jacob or just me we can't be at all at once. So we're kind of like um try to like come up with a trainee system where we like um um do mentorships um or like a train up so people um can become race directors and you know know everything from a to z from the setup day to the race day but that's with a, with a, such a big event of a big scale and giving the fact that you know it grows so quick it's kind of like hard to like get new people in because this is is not rocket science but you need to have a couple events under your belt so you can tell so you know you know what can happen or what do you need to do when so and so um uh, so that's kind of like challenging for me personally also but also you know um in terms of the sports department and then um like as a company itself i think what's very challenging and exciting at the same part is that we're growing so quick like going in all these different market like markets but like really making sure that all our step like the everything goes to protocol like you know that all the all the steps um are the same in the setup all the the weights are the same like that that's just like the last part but like like the, you know our day starts on friday at like 4 a.m like for the operation crew and then it kind of ends um with the sports department on like sometimes on a bad day at 11 p.m or even worse later but like these type of steps to make sure that they're everywhere the same, it's kind of, um, yeah, that's definitely a challenge. Yeah. Would would you say you've you it's grown quicker than you might have expected when you initially came up with the concept? Definitely. I mean, we like we started in Hamburg, and honestly, I thought it's just a one-time thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was cool, but you know, and then and then it was like, oh yeah, let's roll out the season next year. I was like, all right, and then it was like, yeah, we're gonna go to the states, and still, I I was like, sure, we're going to the states, like, but then it actually all really happened, and like I said, like I sometimes can't believe it, and it's it's so cool to see that that people love it all over the world, or it's like it's picking it's picking up on the zeitgeist or whatever you want to call that. I don't know, but. It's actually pretty awesome. And it's yeah. a great community. I mean, yeah, it's just cool people all around. Yeah, it really is. Um, okay, there's there's a few different topics I want to get into today. And, and I, I put out on my stories as well. For, I've got a lot of questions coming from, from the followers. Uh, if we if we can start with the, the sleds, everyone's yes. favourite topic. Um, so in Birmingham, and I know like, we've talked already but like we're going to put this out after a statement comes out from high rocks about sleds overall but in in terms of birmingham sleds there was a there was a lot of talk and people taking photos and saying like there's the wrong amount of weight on the sleds and so on can can you just talk about that and reassure people that the weight was correct yes so the weight was correct the there's um the, i i know there was a particular um yeah there was like some some back and forth going on of the women pro weight and the men pro weight i believe but but like it kind of like content like it, it like so what sparked it was there's addition an additional plate at sled pole and um so the reason for that is the sleds we've got new sleds this season and the sled is a little bit lighter 
then the um, the push um, sled, and we we kind of compensated with that by putting up an extra pole. And we use um, we use 15 kg plates, we use 25 kg plates, and in the states we use 10 pound plates. So it's kind of like a mixture of a different amount of plates. Plus, in addition to that, I, and I think that's what's also confusing is bumper plates and then the iron plates. And um, just Birmingham was just massive and we just don't have enough of these um, silver iron plates because they're like kind of like easy to handle. They have like a little holes where you can like um, switch the weights. You can't do that with the bumper plates. They're like, they're so sticky. So, but we had to do that. We had to bring them out in Birmingham. So we kind of like had, I want to say 40 sleds equipped with the the, the silver ones and then uh, like 10 sleds were just all black. So I think that was looking you know, making it look different in addition to having one more plate. But I can assure everyone who's watching or listening that the overall sled weight stayed the same. And this is this already has been like this since day one. So since um, our kickoff in Basel and also our kickoff in, uh, what was it, New York? I think that was the first one, right? Yeah. So yeah, so those, so the, and then it, this has been consistent throughout the entire season. It's just like due to the fact that we switched sled. Okay, and just just for clarity, because there were people taking photos comparing sled push to sled pull. That those bumper plates used on the pull were fifteen kilograms, I think, and then the push was twenty five. So you, you, you can't compare number of plates. Yeah, you can't one. compare. I want to I want to say it's twenty. It's two fifteens on the pull, and then the rest is twenty fives. But I'm not sure right now. But yeah. yeah, but you can't compare them. They're different. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. That's cool. And. Um, so obviously I've I've looked at a lot of sled data and, and shown maybe there's differences from event to event in terms of how they perform. Like I appreciate we've got now got consistency across the globe. Like you've got new sleds this year. So uh, there should be less differences, I think, between like America and Europe, for example. Um how how do you think about that like internally in higher ops in terms of like the differences from event to event? Are you are you reasonably happy with with where we're at and and so on in terms of giving a consistent um consistent race across the globe um yes we pretty much are i mean uh, using the same sleds everywhere was like a big step in that direction definitely and i feel like if you um if you want to look at other sports such, such as marathons uh, i mean if you if you run it's always 42k but then if you run it in um in hamburg versus tokyo this completely like you know humidity then you know um what do you call it inclines or declines turns like it's it's just completely you cannot really compare but then you can because the overall um the overall length is the same so and that's how how i kind of or how we can look at high rocks so we always have eight movements we always have 1k of uh, eight times 1k running prior to these movements and we try and trying or, or we, we are making it so that the overall run length is always the same everywhere whether it's a small venue or a big venue and the same goes for the sleds we put the same amount of weight on every single sled however of course if you have a, like a venue that's more humid um then it, it might be like a different feel to the carpet versus like a super dry one and and that's just the nature of the thing i think you, and like there's no like you can't create like a like an isolated space you know where with us everything is exactly always a hundred percent the same but we're pretty damn close i would say mm -hmm. yeah sure okay um just while we're on sort of birmingham sleds i've, I, I've got to ask uh, there, there were a few people 
obviously there were a few people just like looking, like I said, taking photos and, and thinking that the, the sled pull was too heavy. But there were some people like experienced high rocks athletes, I would say, who are convinced that their specific sled was like poor, uh, poorly performing on the day, like eight minute sled times and things like that. Do, do you, would you agree that that is potentially a problem? Um, I, what we do is we, um, we measure, um, you know, we have like a, like a measure scale where you like, it, it, it's like a Newton scale, I want to say, where you can measure um, the, the power. Um, so, so it kind of converts to kgs and then we'll have like a range of k like of like we have a protocol how we do that and we have like a range of what what in, in what frame it can land and there's an upper frame and a lower frame and whenever there's a whenever there's a lower uh, lower one um, we'll take it out or we replace it or same goes with the upper one so um, in that terms I, I don't think that you know there's a sled in there that's super duper heavy but um, but also you got to take into consideration, of course, you know, experienced athletes also have a day where it's not, you know, not everything is as as planned. I I want to I want to see that particular case with the eight minutes left time. I mean, you know, I if it's like down from from it would go went up from two minutes, and then I would say yes, there's something wrong there. But if it's like a within a frame of two two minutes or something, then that's I would I would like credit that to um you know, the, the day, the freshness of the day of the athlete rather yeah. than the sled. So you don't feel, or, or, or maybe like some going on with a carpet or anything like that, you don't feel like there's oh, yeah, any so potential we, No, that, that, when that happens and that does happen, like the carpet, like the, um, and I remember in, oh, I don't know if it's, no, it was in Birmingham. I think it was in Amsterdam. There was like a sled that had some sort of um, rubber underneath and like due to the friction, like that, that melted you know and it was it made it really heavy but like we noticed immediately there was one um i think doubles team that pulled it and then we saw it and then we um we, we exchanged and then we gave them like a, a time like we we, we deducted the time but but that that type type of thing like if something is physically wrong like if it's a technical thing we notice right away because the judges will tell us and we'll we'll also see and the athletes tell us. So so yeah. So okay. that that's when that's the case, we'll fix it on the day, like there and then. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Um if we move move moving away from sleds, but like sort of sticking with you mentioned keeping the run uh distance consistent um, across the board. So that's just for clarity, that's like eight point seven kilometers is what you aim for is the total running distance, including rock zone. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, does that some people are asking me when when we have like a big sled push zone for example in Birmingham getting getting in and out of that zone there's some distance to travel compared yeah. to smaller venues does that 8.7 kilometers include things like that you mean the length of the carpet of the sleds like running out of I mean I mean like as soon as I enter a sled push zone in Birmingham, which is big, I, I then got to run to my sled and then I've got to run out again yeah. once I've pushed it. And that's that might be that in itself might be 50 meters of running, yeah. for example. Is that included in the 8.7 kilometers? Yes, we do. We 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 uh, measure, we go from the we, we measure the athlete's path. So it's the the carpet itself 
is like you said, like you going to the car, to the sled and then from the sled out, that is not included because that would be, you know, a regular carpet, like one carpet lane holds two sleds. It's two meters. And then like, usually we have 35 meters, uh, 35 lanes. And then Bir uh, Birmingham had maybe 10 more. So that, that would equal maybe 10 meters that they run more. So we didn't take that. We don't, we don't you do the extra carpets of the sled because, because that doesn't make any, I mean, that might, might be two or three seconds, like in a, in a, in a, in the entire time. But then we do me measure the athlete's path because then essentially when you get out of the sled, you have to run past the entire carpet lane. Right. So that's what mm -hmm. we measure. Yeah. That's okay. what we do. Okay. Inside, okay. We won't. Yeah. Okay. All right. But you don't feel like that's a it's significant. Uh, I mean, it's it's. I mean, because I'm not sorry. I'm not just talking like sled push. Obviously, like oh, whatever. It, it you have fifty athletes starting at a time. Every zone is going to be bigger than a smaller venue, right? Or is, no, or... but but that's a that's a wrong. That's not that's. I think that's a wrong way to look at it because if we have like a small venue and there's like one huge lane with just um ski erg, right? Like mm -hmm. just in versus two lanes, we usually try to do two lanes. In Birmingham, it was two lanes, but like in in Amsterdam, it was one big lane. So so that is is taken into consideration when you measure it. For, uh, you you run uh, you measure it until the in, and you measure it right from the out. So that kind of takes that into consideration. You okay. know what I'm saying? Because when it's shorter, then we'll measure the measure the in and the out in the, the way it's is shorter. So you get what I'm saying? Uh, I I think so. I'm I, I'm kind of just saying if if a, if a zone is very big, like in inside the zone before I get in it and before I uh, sorry inside the zone. Once I'm in it and getting out of it, is there a lot of this? Is there a lot of this difference from venue to venue? A particularly big venue, you know, like there was whatever. Even that ski zone at Birmingham might have been. 40 meters of running you know to get in and out yeah but it. that's everywhere the same i mean that the the i i get what you're saying now so we we you're meaning a standardized size of the workout zone for example mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. we haven't no that's not the case because um that's not that's not how we measure our our entire distance because yes i agree that the but only on the sleds for like a big event like birmingham this is like potentially 10 meters longer to run for sleds push and pull which equals 20 meters but then the ski arc um the ski arc uh, uh, um length of the zone was a normal normal one because it has 25 on the left and 25 on the right so that's even i want to say like rather short one um compared to other things so it's kind of like it kind of like evens out you know because okay. it's like playing tetris like when you have when you have a venue um where you have to fill like these big carpets with the sleds then the other stuff becomes smaller versus if you have more space and you stretch out the the other stuff like you know for example I mean, yeah, it's it's really just attains to sled push, pull, rowing, and skier because everything else is for distance. So, and those four, I want to say, even each other out. Like mostly, when there's a super long uh, sled pull and push lane, then there's like a two row um, workout zone for skiers and rower. And the, if it's a smaller one, you'll have a longer one. 
So I think that pretty much evens out. And with the measuring, because when we measure, we measure how long you run to the in and how long you run from the out. And I think that also helps with like, kind of like um, holding the balance because okay. that's, you know, measured everywhere the same. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, makes sense. Um, this this might be a bit of a, a, a vague question really, but it, 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 every floor plan is different. Um, and I assume that just depends on the venue and number of competitors and so on. Can can you talk about what goes into that floor plan design, like how how you how you go about it, like the decisions that you're making when you're setting up a floor plan? Um, the, the that's something that our operation crew does. Okay. That's that's but but I I'm involved in the process as far as the flow. Um, so so it's always bad, better to have um the skier closer to the end versus, you know, when there's like, like the rower at the end, then you're going to have to find your way and like, kind of like situate yourself first. So we always try to put the skier um, very close to the end and then kind of like in order, at least for two and three, one, two and three. And then the, the, all the athletes have, have seen the rock zones a couple of times and kind of like accustomed to it from versus the, the venue map. And that's how we kind of like go about it. And, um, what what our uh, her name Zina that she does uh, most of the floor planning for Europe, so she kind of like whenever it's possible she like makes li lines up like a like a long rock zone and where is everything next to each other versus like you know the ones here ones there and I I personally like that better because it's um for the athlete um kind of clear to you know where you go either go left or you go right versus I'm in the middle and which direction do I go <laughs> so it's like um so that there I'm pretty sure there's a lot going into this because they also have to fit in you know the Puma merch store the the start zone and all this stuff but um I think we've gotten really good at it so so it's almost like a blueprint for different sizes and shapes of venues yeah <laughs> okay um I've I've got to ask. I've been told to ask by a lot of people. The 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 position of the in and out and the rock zone in Birmingham looked like it was like the wrong way round. Uh, yeah. To a lot of people. Yeah, and that uh, I I I personally asked too this question, but I think like my the answer was that it has something to do with the to make to make it to one k pretty much. I I'm not sure that that kind of like because when we measure we measure a couple of things. We measure from start to end. We measure from in to out, and where where is the in? What if you would have changed the in and the out? Um, I think then then that would have made a difference in the in the total distance, and that that was that. But like it wasn't ideal, I agree. But like surprisingly, we didn't um we didn't have money bump into like it, it was fine, and we didn't have a significant higher number of people who were running in the wrong in and out. Um, which we always have, no matter where they are, but um, that worked out. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Uh, if we if we move on to the next topic, which is the World Championships, I've got mm -hmm. tons and tons of questions around the World Championships. Are you are you the right person to talk to about some of these? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at the moment, it's at the moment it's pro weights only at the World Championships. Right. Um, like it has always been. It was always yeah. pro weights, at least for um for the singles. Yeah. Do you think that will always be the case? Um I 
I don't know. Um, I think I think it makes it in a way special because um, then if you think about it, the people who qualify for the worlds are like the fastest in their age group. And like, let, if we talk about open now, uh, the open divisions, they're also um, probably better off doing pro because they're like getting too fast. And that was like the thought behind it initially um, that everyone who qualifies uh, is like is too fast for their age group. So they're supposed to do pro weights anyway. And that's one thought. And the second thought is it's a challenge. It's like, it's not a regular event, it's the world. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's ever going to change. I mean, who knows, but I don't want to, you know, close the door because um, why not as the sport grows or as the, you know, community of fitness racing grows, why not, you know, I don't see why, why it should always be this way if it's, but it's been like this the, the entire time and it worked out so far. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, it's worth saying. I, I put up, a, I put this question up on my Instagram stories the other day, and eighty percent of the the people responding said they'd like to see an open division at the World Champs. Okay. And yeah. with with the the division that you you qualify in, you compete in. Yeah. Right? So, um, I think, and I think it probably is an argument. You know, should should if you if you win if you're competing at the open, should you? And you qualify for the open does it make sense that you're then competing in the pro division um because you in theory you could have some athletes that just can't compete at those pro weights but are very very good at open weights and, and vice versa right yeah i i haven't seen that i mean all the i mean probably if you know you can't compete then you don't sign up right but like all the people who signed up i mean i the the last one was a great example in uh, las vegas we had 99.8 finisher you know i mean even you know so so i think that's doable even up to like 65 67 men per weight i mean it, it, it's a i'm not saying it's easy but it's doable and yeah but but yeah it's interesting to hear that we might make a poll and then we might we might change it but for now um it's supposed to be special and it's supposed to be hard and yeah okay um and I've noticed that the the European Championships and the North American Championships, like you've got the elite races there, uh, but I think I'm right in saying there's no pro division at those. Yeah, right? exactly. So that's kind of where where those are for. So like the regionals and and the European Championships and the US Championships, they only have open divisions. So you can like anyone can sign up and then kind of like compete in their um, uh, age group and then become European or US Championship. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, European or US champion of their age group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. And doubles, same sex doubles is now pro weights at the World Championships as well. Yeah. 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 That's. Yeah. Is there a follow-up <laughs> question? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, someone wanted me to clarify that. Um, but then also, I guess the follow-on question is will uh, is there any plans to make uh it pro weights only at the at the everyday events if, if that's like the plan for the division team? yeah yeah i think that's that's something that we were honestly talking talking about ever since we've introduced doubles but um um it was kind of we didn't we didn't know there was a market for it and um given that you know the doubles categories are so popular but we definitely want to introduce it but 
I'm, I don't, I, I, I can't say for sure if it's next season or the season after, but there's definitely at one point going to be like a doubles pro um, division. Definitely. Yes. Okay. All right. Great. Um, in terms of like de deciding how many um, qualifying spots there are by age group and division, that's just ultimately down to the number of competitors. Is it at, at the event? Yeah, it's a it's a percentage, and then that percentage is related to how many participants are um have signed up in that entire event, and then also like in the um uh what do you call it? like in like the divisions, like how many in the divisions. Okay, and how how, how is that weighted between like pro and open? So you've got hundred in the pro and hundred in the open. Is it more heavily weighted towards pro competitors? Like might you get five percent, the top five percent in the in the pro division, and three percent in the open, or something like that? No, it's actually equally weighted. Although, let me let me check it real quick. Although, um, we have significantly smaller amount of pro athletes. I mean, that's like a really small. Hmm. I'm sorry. That's a that's it's like the, our smallest divisions is the pro division. Let me check real quick. I had it open here. Um. Yeah, so it's a percentage between. It's a percentage between one point two and seven point four, like re related to the signups, and then it's um, it's broken down into the categories, and then yeah, we try to make it um even for the for the, so it's it's fair to the men pro signups and the and the. Uh, men open signups. Okay, okay. Um, there's there's a I've had a lot of questions about qualifying and and so on. Um, but what a few people pointed out. Do 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 you think there should be also a certain time that people should get um to qualify? Like if you in theory you could go to an event. Uh, and it might be slower overall just because the number of competitors there and someone might qualify, whereas Birmingham, for example, when there's loads of competitors and it might be a higher standard, uh, you might get faster athletes that don't qualify compared to other venues. Have you have you considered doing that at all? Yeah, and that, that's interesting that you bring this up because I heard this, I had, I had this question too, and I actually thought it it does make sense because um yeah because it makes sense to put a time on it but but then again if you if you if you want to play devil's advocate i don't it's it's not fair to the venues because that's like a phenomenon right so you are only as fast as the fastest in your in your way for some reason i mean that's just or or you the there's a certain standard and like for some events it doesn't like it's not a fast it's not a fast um average time so if we were to go and be like okay this is the average time to qualify then there would be events where there's no qualification slots at all and that kind of that kind of like goes against um a little bit our you know philosophy for everybody so it's I think that's up for debate. I mean, it's, there's definitely a point there. I absolutely agree, but that's something I can't decide by myself. So that's just something that we would have to discuss and then like, you know, make a decision on if moving further, if that's what we're going to go about with times instead of, yeah, instead of, but then how, 
you know, how are you going to like, there's always going to be some, there's always going to be a loser here or someone who doesn't like it. You can't make everyone happy. Right. So. No, no, you definitely can't. You definitely can't. And and it, it would be hard to determine what the, 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 time. the minimum time should yeah. be, you know, uh, especially ahead of, ahead of time. But I think, I, I, you know. But, it, but you know it, what? It, also, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying, it, it makes sense to me, like for, from a fairness perspective, because um, in theory, you might end up get people tr like trying to game it. You might look around and say, well, whatever, Basel was slow last year. I'm going to go to Basel now because like <laughs> hopefully everyone's slow again um, and, and try and qualify, even though you may not deserve to necessarily. Yeah, but then what do you do? What do you do for like, how do you catch the ones like the upper age groups, for example? So let's say if we have like a, I don't know, a doubles mix 60 to, to 69, you know? So how do, like, and there's just when, so whenever that's the case, there was just one team, they do, they get a qualifying slot because they just open up their own age category. So they have the right to get one. So how do you, like, how do you catch those, you know? So then it'll have to be, have to be a hybrid model or something where, you know, this is the, and then, then it's not fair again, you know? Like, kind of like mm -hmm. if we say, let's say 110 and then this is everyone who does 110 goes to the worlds and then uh, the older age groups and this is just for the age group 30 to 39 and then everyone else gets the qualifying slots again like it's kind of complicated i mean it's not complicated but like i don't i don't have a good solution for that and i think yeah. the ones the one that we have now is fair um yeah but um yeah Okay. Harder okay. to qualify, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's complicated. We just co we come up with the the questions, not the solutions. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So at, at the World Championships, another question that I've had come in is about the relay teams. Are, are there any plans to have relays at, at the World Champs? Um. We do not have um relays for the World Championships because uh, we simply didn't give out any qualification slots, but. We will um, most likely do that next year. However, um, all relay team members can, um, or relay teams can sign up for the US uh, championships and uh, European championships. So that's possible. Okay, 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 that's good. Um, and then the last world championship question is, uh, have you considered making it a multi-day event so that people could compete in singles, doubles, maybe a relay when it eventually happens? Uh, is that being a consideration at all? Yes, definitely. Because um, we've we've changed the rule. Um, back like last last season, there was like you can you either have to be a single um, athlete or you can do a doubles, but you can do both. And this time, it's like open, so you can do if you qualified as a doubles and then you qualified as a singles, and if you know the a lot like the time allows it, then you can like you can compete as both in both divisions and um yeah so the future is definitely a two-day event or even a three-day event and next uh so this year this the end of the season world championships will be a two-day event but um i can't tell you exactly how how that how it's going to be split i don't okay. know yet okay all right um i said that was the last question but i i kind of lied it, it, on the world championships in, in terms of the elite uh side of things a lot, a lot of people message me about their ideas of, of of a more effective elite qualification system. Yeah. 
are you fairly happy with with what what we've got this year um yeah i mean um i think i think it's this in this way it's a little more yeah easier for the athletes to plan for the elite athletes so they can like plan and then you know qualify and be uh, and get their qualification slot for the world championships at the european championships or us championships already uh, and that way and, and if they don't they have plenty of uh, more time you know to uh to race um between the the those regionals and the world so i i think but again with everything i mean i like to hear your suggestions but like you know you can't make everyone happy so a couple might not like it where whereas a couple other athletes think that's great for them and their you know training concept and family concept or whatever so um yeah this is what it is right now yeah i i, I should say i i think it's good like what 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 there is this year I, th I think it seems fair when you take into account everything you know like the the family commitments and all that sort of stuff that you said um but uh some, some of what's been suggested has included if you win an event you should qualify for the elite race hmm okay like if you win the overall event in the pro division you mean uh-huh uh-huh I mean, I guess. I mean, Ideally, that makes you that makes you part of the uh, of the elite fifteen, anyways, and then you're in. But yeah, yeah. Not, not necessarily though, right? There's been whatever. Say Magida this year, he sixty minutes something in New York. That might not get him the elite fifteen this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's something to to, to be worth. Um, where I mean, the good thing about us or the like the 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 racing sport is that we're i want to say flexible or we um we listen to our community and i think um stuff like that is suggestions um are always very valuable because you know they make sense um if you win an event to me that would at least make sense if you win an event then you're the best at the event and you should um secure your slot however if circling back to like a slow event like new york um, if you win a slow event, then I mean, you, you're not going to be anywhere close to these guys or girls. So we'll think about it. <laughs> Note it. <laughs> right. uh, another one was uh, take the average of three times across the season, and then like your your average should should be taken into account from the top fifteen. You know. Um, what well, that 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 I don't understand. What is what what advantage do you get if you do? If you have the average of your of three, I, I think, um, what the person might have been saying is that if if there is fast and slow courses, you know, because of the layout and sleds and whatever else, then then um, you might get more. Uh, you, you know, you might just have a one off good race that that doesn't necessarily, you know, maybe you shouldn't qualify just based like on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there was a there was a lot of qualifiers in Maastricht last year for example weren't there um and that might just be like a factor of just the competitors that were there on the day but I think like 10 out of the 30 qualified in Maastricht last year you mean Maastricht or Madrid uh I think Maastricht I might be wrong yeah yeah I yeah another another way I mean I think uh, another another way to put that um suggestion would be to like um, select certain events that are um, going to be qualifying events, but then 
yeah well that's i think i think the way we have it right now is a is a good um is is more fair to everyone so everyone can like uh to their not you know you gotta you gotta also take into consideration i mean not everyone has the ability to travel to all these events and do multiple races and then um you know they kind of miss out on on that opportunity on the other side um there are people who have the opportunity like they ha have the means and they can travel to all the so-called faster courses or whatever and then they race there and then they get their slots but I mean, it's, I think the way we've, we've put it now, again, we always have, we have to find like not a one size fits all, but we do want to make, um, a fair decision. So, um, so it's fair to all the athletes. And I think this, this would be like a more, um, this, this, what we have right now is pretty, a pretty fair solution. Plus, um, taking the average of three times, is just a maintenance nightmare, I think. So, but, but yeah. Definitely something yeah. we can also think about. And but I, like I, 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 I mentioned it because it's, it's coming, but a, a, a kind of similar suggestion would be to have a point scoring system as well, where you um, you race in a number of races and maybe you get 10 points if you win that race and eight yeah. points if you're second and so on. And then it's your it's your points across the season uh, that, that qualifies you. So that, that was the, like the other suggestion that came in. Yeah, that's like a, the point system, I think is more like a, uh, like in the decathlon you have your point systems and they're super complicated but yeah every like i mean we're still young our sport is still young and we can that's the beauty of it and and we have like such an engaging community and i think all these things that pop up um that are like thought-provoking or at least you know helps us to stay on our toes are awesome and i think um that's what helps it evolve constantly season by season and it definitely yeah, sure. will yeah okay just uh, uh while we're on the elites have you have you could is it is there a reason like is 15 um uh, in the race and have you considered making it more um and just to sort of follow on from that like we saw like birmingham there were 50 in a wave so it, it can be done um have you yeah. considered making it more no, we've we've had it uh i think last season was it was 15, but it was technic. Uh, it was it said it, we it wasn't a fixed number. It was 15 to 20, and then before we had 20, I think in Leipzig at the Worlds. Um, but yeah, we we just found out that 15 is like uh like you know like from a from a from an operational point of view, like when you have the big grandstand and then you have the big um the sled area and they'll move from one carpet to the other and that is just with 15, it's just a perfect number technically um and and i i don't think the the worlds are going to be you know more there's not going to be more than i want to say 35 sleds there so 15 at the is is a, is a perfect number um if we were to make it bigger i think there's there's not a problem to make it bigger so that's not a limiting factor but just 15 is just um it's just the number that we decided on for now okay okay and then just quite a specific question about the 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 Euros and the North American Championships with with the elite races. So if you podium, you qualify for that elite fifteen. What what happens if there is some um, like duplication of the podium spots? So say someone Toby, for example, uh, podiums in in the Euros and North American Championships. Does that then roll down to the fourth place, or does it mean that um, there's just an extra spot for the fastest qualifier across the season? 
Yeah, that's the second the second thing you said. So it's not going to roll over to the fourth. It's going to be an extra space. So instead of then six, it'll be five. Uh, and then uh, the the rest there'll be ten more that can that can um qualify versus nine. Okay, right. makes sense. Um, uh, next topic, if we if we've got time, um, yeah, we've got time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is is from like the the judging perspective and the rule book and and so on. So I get I get lots of questions and, and comments on this topic. Um, it's hard to know where to start or what my question really is. But that, do you feel there was there was uh, you know you get a lot of people in the Facebook groups and so on uh, complaining about movement standards and not everyone adhering to them and so on do you feel like that's an issue uh, do you, are you struggling with judges uh, can you just talk about this area some more yeah um i that's an that's a that's a topic that we've always um struggled with because we so much rely on volunteers of people just to show up actually show up so um i think our teams like our country teams do a great job they like kind of like recruit uh, all these volunteers and then at the day off people just like oh let me roll over and stay in bed or just just don't show up at all so and then we kind of have to like like you know manage what we got and um so so yeah this has been very challenging and there's not i mean there's not enough money in the world that we can throw at the 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 volunteers so for them to actually show up because it's at the end of the day it's just you know you either like to volunteer or you don't and if you get a little bit of a pocket money for it even better but you're naturally going to show up just for the money so it's kind of it's kind of a hard topic but um but i feel like over the over the courses of the seasons we we like we have volunteers come back and you know they they know the standards better and and what we what we uh, try to do is um we always try to you know put them more more um yeah, or volunteers who are into fitness or or are even like come out the CrossFit bubble, maybe like put them on the wall balls and like stuff like burpees and even lunges where it's kind of like a little more judging intense. But it's kind of like it's always what you get on the day off. And um, our head judges, on the other hand, they work hard to ensure those standards, but they just can't see everything. And then at the end of the day, it's also on the athletes, from my perspective, to like make sure that the they know the movement standards and then they perform them like it's like a pride thing like I want to say you know to, to to if you go and do decide to do this if you want to suffer for an hour and a half then you know make sure to, to do it right so everything else is just a dick move but but that's another topic but that like to answer to come back to your question um this has always been um yeah uh not so easy um it's, it's not an easy a topic because we can't we just can't we, we tr we're trying to and we're, we're trying to get better and um by season and event by event but it's just we cannot um uh how do you call we cannot uh make make it 100 percent um uh, sure that everyone always touches the chest touches the ground and the hands are at least one arm length away from their feet and stuff like that you know so that's but then at the end of the day, I feel like those are not the judge, not not the athletes who do podium. So, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a topic, and we need to get better in that um, department. Yeah, have you have you like I know you said uh, about the money and money won't make them turn up, but 
it, it it would right like if if they were incentivized enough <laughs> yeah okay i mean if you pay them uh yes but like do you know like i think a lot of people don't see that renting these big fares is like a crazy like it's insane i i would never thought that this is that expensive and then the entire operation uh that that comes with it and like all, all, everyone who works there and the hours and stuff and, and like an additional like that's just you know to get the basics and then to pay another i want to say 250 volunteers that's just it's just that's just not possible mm. you know we have to have key volunteers that are paid like we got to make sure the registration is running or backdrop is running and stuff like that but um I think I think, but in the future we're gonna move we're gonna move to a different system when it comes to like it's not so much um it's more I think the key the three key um workout stations are wall balls burpees burpee rock jumps and ten back lunges and we need to like because we automize um the the judging um at least for the lanes at the pool you know with the timing system and um yeah the key has to some somewhat be electronic in the future I, i'm not sure how but um you know whether it's a electronic target for the wall balls and then something where the judges only have to check the bottom you know the squat but yeah we can yeah that's that that's in the future okay okay but you do have you have head judges um employed yeah. by high rocks right that, that uh, yeah. at each event yeah yeah, so we have like the system is you have a head like at least one head judge per station, and then for the more judging intense, um, you have three, two to three, or sometimes even four plus rotational judges, and they they are like supervising the volunteers and make sure that they actually judge correct. So that's that's our system. Okay, yeah. okay, all right. Um, just just a couple of other questions that that came in. Um, no real specific topics on this, but um. Uh, the pros always late in the evening and I think that's really a UK specific comment yeah. um, is there is there any plans to mix that up or like I know there's a two-day event in London which which should help to a certain extent with that but is it is it like logistical partly that that you're not putting them earlier in the day sometimes and and so on yeah it's we've we've uh, we've always had it um that way that they're at the end and just happened that you know especially in the uk so many people um are are signing up and want to do the event so that they move like they move further and further down the timeline so yeah so at this point if it's not the pros then it's somewhere else and then someone else is not going to be happy so it's kind of where i think the london event is an is an upside where we have two days and you know the days the days will end earlier and that way um the pros can start earlier yeah. Do you think we'll have more two-day events in the future? I guess you've got to see how it goes first, right? But yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to try out. Um, yeah, the we're gonna have to, try, have to try it out and see how it works. And I, I, I actually think that's pretty cool. Um, but it also means again we need to have more people joining so we could fill these two days because otherwise it doesn't make sense from a, you know, from a, uh what do you call it from like from a money perspective it doesn't make sense to, to rent rent out two full days plus the setup day plus the breakdown so it has to be it has to be somewhat of a full event but i think uk and and i mean uk is just awesome and since day one you know they they have um welcomed hierarchs with open arms and so so i think if there's any chance for 
two day on a regular base, then that will be UK definitely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Dubai. I've been asked about the Dubai race, which I must admit I thought was was at the end of the season now, but I, I looked and there's no sign of it. Is is it happening or? Yes, it is happening. Um, the the Dubai um, the team in Dubai. They have big plans. They want to do um, Kuwait and Bahrain and like they want to do a whole um, a Middle Eastern tour, but they just have some some little hiccups, just like basically, um, yeah, it's it's administrative stuff and they, they are gearing up and they're, it's happening. It's just I, at this moment, I, have, I didn't keep track, so I'm not sure what date it is now, but it is happening. In the 22-23 season, I, that I don't know. Okay. Maybe, I mean, the season goes goes a little longer it, next year, so I think I I, I don't know. I have okay. to look it up, or you have to ask them. Sorry, I can look it up after this and let you know. Okay. All right. Um, are you racing this year? Oh, you know what? I would love to race. My my last race was in. I actually not like obviously I did a whole bunch of high rocks when we tested it out. But then the only ever high rocks I did was a double with Jacob in Stuttgart. And that was just like, all right, let's do it. Like, like just, you know, we have time now. We want to do it. Yes, let's do it. So, um, so I'd love to actually race by myself and, but just, there's just never time for that. Right. But, um, but yeah, probably sometime in the future I will, because okay. now with the tunnel and stuff, I think it's so cool. Like I really want to. Yeah. I like the I like the tunnel. I thought it was a good addition. You do? Awesome. Yeah. I was yeah. a little skeptical to be honest with you. I was like, ah, I don't, you know, takes away, but like I actually really liked it. It's kind of I liked it. Bill I probably I think in hindsight I got in there too soon. Like I was there for like <laughs> the 15 minutes, just like getting tense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, it, it builds that tension quite nicely, I thought. Um that's um, cool. I don't know. I don't know if you're answering this. Who's who's your tip? Who's your tips for the world championships? Oh yeah, I don't want to take. Um, I don't. I think there's like the season is like it started off pretty interesting, so I that's like it's kind of hard to say. But I I will I will say one thing, and because I haven't been like um shy to say this, but um my my secret um tip from even back in elite 12 like when COVID was going on was linda maya even though she hurt herself on uh she had like a bad shin splint or something um but like i, I kind of like she was always my like i thought she was like some some sort of um like uncut diamond because she was still so young and i think that actually came came true so like it'll be interesting to see her and um, Chris Lugowski, and even Lauren Weeks is probably going to have like hell of a comeback. So it's just going to be so interesting to see all these ladies. And the guys, obviously, the field is, is pretty, uh, has broadened up a little bit too. So I think it's pretty, it's pretty exciting to see where this goes. Yeah, yeah. And there's probably some unknowns as well that that, that, that we're going to yes, see over. Yes. Yeah. Some like, some young guns out of nowhere all of a sudden. So Yeah. So so cool, I think, and I, I think we're gonna see a lot lots of more world records and stuff because you know the training age of all the athletes, like the high rocks training age, you know, they've been doing this for a longer time and they just you know keep getting better and more efficient and you know more geeky with it, like transition times and stuff. So it's gonna be interesting to see um, you know, where the time's gonna shift to. I mean, we saw sub 50, 
And I think we're going to see a couple, this is also something that I, I, like we had like a big discussion internally um, if this, this is about to happen or not. And like, I was always pro, this is going to happen at some point and it actually happened. So it's going to be interesting who who's next, like what else is, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. And uh, a number of questions for me. Is, it, is there anything that you, you wish I'd asked or, or you want to say before we finish up? Um, uh, no, not really. I think we covered like quite a bit, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. it was it was uh um i think no a big a big thing that that would be great if um you know once the once the the, the statement is out is ho hopefully you know people will understand better and like you know trust the process and trust us a little bit so um so i hope that's that that will be laid to bed um after the statement is released yes yeah okay all right well thanks thanks for joining us thanks for coming today thanks for what you've created thanks for um, having me uh it's, it's it's brilliant we love it um so yeah thank you thank you and hopefully talk to you again soon yeah thank you all right take care everyone you too